The world is a big and magical place, and Jason and Colin are your guides. So grab a bucket of pixie dust, because this is Disney World with sass and no strollers. And here are your two fairy godfathers. And hello, everyone, and welcome to the season finale of Two Fairy Godfathers. I'm Jason Matheson. I'm Colin Matheson. That's right. Season three is wrapping up today. Uh, But don't worry. We'll tell you right away. It's only about a month. We'll be back in February. Fingers crossed. So now don't say that. (laughs) No, we'll be back in February. I'm just I can foresee me being like, hey, Jace, let's record an episode. (laughs) We'll be back in February. Yes. Believe me, we'll be back in February. We'll be back in February. I'm joking. Yeah. And I feel bad, you know, for a long time. Everyone was like, when are you coming back? When are you coming back? During the pandemic? Yeah. Yeah. So, no, we really are going to be back in February. Yeah. In season four, we'll have a review of uh, the Swan Reserve. We'll talk about uh, New Year's, all the New Year news. And much more. Uh, but this is our last uh, episode of this of season three, uh, last episode of 2021. And I think you'll like it because not only we're gonna uh, give you our, our take on some news, and there's, I mean, this is usually a slow news time, uh, but there's a lot of crap popping. Uh, but we'll also at the back end of the episode uh, talk about one of our favorite topics, and that is, are the VIP tours worth it? Um, after a year of doing several iterations of the VIP tours we'll explain we'll tell you in our opinion as as grown-ups are they worth it are they worth your money uh are they worth the time do you get a lot for you know as much bang for the buck as you think you would we'll uh we'll cover all of that but first let's get to the news what are we starting with Kyle oh let's see how about now it's a little you know, today is after Christmas and stuff, but it's still the holiday season at Disney. Yeah, by the time this posts, it'll be December 27th. But it's the holiday season, and Disney Genie Plus has surge pricing during the holidays. How much? Depends. That's the thing is you have no idea. It's all based on traffic and which park you're at and all this stuff. So, for instance, um, this article I was reading, in Disneyland, um, Web Slingers, Spider-Man Web Slingers, was $7 during the week for a individual paid attraction i know we can't read that's what we're calling it but now they're calling it individual attraction selection Mm -hmm. whatever anyway for one of those it was like seven dollars during the week during the holidays eighteen dollars okay so let's just take that do you think that's worth it oh i think it really depends you know how long are you there how much time do you have who's with you how many are with you yep you know if it's two of you. If it's just you and me and we're there for two days, done. I'll pay for it. Yeah. But if my family of 12 is there for a week, I might not because it's like $20 a person extra per ride. That's going to add up real fast. Real fast. Yeah. So like most things where you stay, what park you should go to, it's all very dependent on who you are and what type of trip you want to construct. I would say I would agree with Colin. If you're like us and you're two grownups going, which is, you know, kind of what this podcast is really all about. If you're adults going, maybe you're two couples. I would say absolutely because, you know, at Disney, time is money. I was just going to say time is money. Time is money. AJ from Disney Food Blog says it all the time, and I agree with her. And our friend Jen Luke says it all the time. Time is money. And you want to get the most for your money, you're already spending over $100 on that park ticket. 
And if you're wasting for web slingers two hours of your park day in line, that's that's a lot. See, that's the thing I think a lot of these um podcasters and influencers and stuff don't, you know, all they're looking at is the bottom line and they're like, ooh, that costs money. Well, the other thing is, like you said, time is money. If you're paying $125 a day for a park ticket and you can only go on six rides oh. because you didn't you had to wait in line all that time, and then you have to buy another park ticket the next day, might not be worth it. It might be paying the extra worth paying the extra eighteen dollars or whatever to ride more rides and get all that in. Or, you know, maybe skip the individual paid attractions and just do the free ones. You could do that. You know. But if you're like us and we're we're ride centric, we we've said it in a variety of ways throughout the three seasons. If you're new or if you're not real clear, how we do Disney is like this. We are ride centric, is what we'll call it. We're not big showgoers. We're not big parade lovers or the cavalcade lovers. Um, like, you know, one of the things that popped uh, within the last two weeks, the Indiana Jones Stunt Spectacular returned uh, to Hollywood Studios in Orlando. Great. We're just not big fans. I remember the first time we went to it, which was one of the first times we ever went to stu- studios, and we left early. Yeah. You got. We walked in like at the end, and we're like, let's just sit down and watch it. We're yeah. just sitting in the back, and one of the cast members came up and said, is it just the two of you? And we said, yeah. And she goes, come with me. And she put us right in front in the VIP seats. Oh, we had great seats. And then we're like, we don't like this. No. And then we had to Still like, hated it. sneakily feel guilty and get up and leave. Yeah, we wouldn't care now, but... My, my point being, when you're listening to us, our point, our, our POV is always from we are ride centric. We go there to, to to get as many rides as we can, to see folks, to people watch, to judge folks. <laughs> yeah, that's why we do like quick serve meals. We don't go and sit down at restaurants. And but spend, we do. I mean, we yeah. do. We we've look usually at dinner though. Yeah, you know, we're not going to do a you know brown derby two hour lunch in the middle of prime park time. Why? Because time is money. You know, I mean, there there are trips. We go enough, we're lucky enough to go where um, we have done foodie-centric trips. But if you're there in and out for a weekend, girl, time is money. Speaking of um, speaking of Genie Plus, okay, so that's surge pricing. Uh, let's stick with that theme. They changed, uh, well, the first day, let's go to that because I read the headlines. The first day of Genie Plus at Disneyland. Was it a disaster? Terrible. Really? And I mean... Disney has this problem, I think, every time they roll something new out. Yeah. But you would think they would have learned from Disney World, but like things weren't working and people had already paid for it and then they couldn't get any rides and lots of angry people. Well, let's take a let's take away twenty percent of the anger because as you said, folks like to especially the Disney haters or the ones that love, especially the ones that don't like current CEO Bob Chapik. Oh, it's a disaster. I sound like Harvey Firestein right there, but anything new is going to have problems. You know, you're, you, no matter what, it's not just Disney World. Think of your company that's maybe rolled out a new, um, like we Fox rolled out Slack, you know what I mean, several years ago. Any new system your your corporation rolls out, it's not going to be bug-free, girl. And it was fixed like two days later. Yeah, so I think it was not, not that it was much ado about nothing, but we all, as regulars, if you go to the parks, if you're there on the day something launches... You just have to assume that they're going to be problems. Yeah. It's just. And they refunded people. So it's not yes. like you paid for something you didn't get. But yeah. But Disneyland, I got to tell you, PR wise, 
especially with the Magic Key debacle and people are there's a class action lawsuit. Did you see that? Mm-mm. People one, I think it was a dude that had a tier, a top tier of Magic Key, and he's suing because he's been unable to make any reservations. So now that, and I've heard that from several people. We have a friend that lives in L.A. Yeah. Um, so it's tough. Magic Key is, I think, a little bumpy. Um, okay, let's go back to World. Another headline, early theme park entry changing. Yeah, so this is for the holidays. So okay. um, it's running through January 3rd, folks. So there's still time if you're there. Yeah, if you're listening to this after the 3rd. Sorry. Um, so if you are staying at a Disney World um, on-property resort, Instead of getting the 30-minute early entry, you're getting 60 minutes during That's the holidays. Nice girl. Yeah. I mean, when we did that last time we were there, we knocked out, I think, two rides in the 30 minutes before the general public even got to come in. Yep. So it's great. So now it's 60 minutes. I mean, there's more people, but still. I wish they would uh, – Disney – uh, they should just make it. 30 seems a little ridiculous to me. It seems like a waste. Well, it used to be an hour. It used to be. I think they should just make it go back to an hour. They probably will eventually. I think I, it, it it just makes sense to me because as Colin just said, in a half hour, though nice and we'll take it, realistically, you could probably only do one ride and maybe get a head start in a line for a second ride, which let me tell you, on a busy day is still worth it, but... Come on, Disney. Let's come on, Disney Park folks. Let's make it an hour. We're yeah. spending a lot. Folks spend a lot of money. Families spend a lot of money staying at the Disney resorts. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is a premium for most of them. Uh, this is a nice benefit. Yeah. The other thing that's going on right now during the holidays is with Genie Plus, they are taking four of the individual paid attractions and just making them free with Genie Plus. It's like one of the other rides. Yeah. So that is Space Mountain at Magic Kingdom. Expedition Everest at Animal Kingdom, Frozen Ever After at Epcot, and Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway at Hollywood Studios. I have mixed feelings about this. Uh, like Space Mountain, I agree. I always found it weird that that was part of the individual paid attraction thing. It's a popular ride. It is, but I I'm, I'm I have mixed feelings because I don't mind paying. But if I'm a guy, if I'm a guy, or uh, if I'm someone that doesn't like paying for the individual attractions, um, this is great. But if I'm uh, for us. We don't mind paying because we're just two people and we're gay and have disposable income. Yeah, we're in the minority, I think. I we think are most, in the minority. Most people there during the holidays are like, great, another ride, yep. popular ride that I don't have to pay for. I get it. I'm, I can be with them. I, I it's, it's, on, it's only during this time period, I believe. Yeah, I think it's almost over. Yeah. Yeah. Just through the third. I don't, through the third? Yeah. And then it goes back. I don't think it's permanently staying that way. Okay. Uh, let's stay at World. Another big headline. Well, Galactic Star Cruiser is getting a lot of Ooh. bad. Still the... But again, I take this with a grain of salt. The, there are Disney YouTubers who, because of Chapik, hate anything, love to hate, uh, love bad Disney headlines, but they are really heaping on the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser Hotel. Yeah, the cancellations just keep pouring in. I wonder, though, are they really? I, I also take that with a grain of salt. I'm not trying to look through things with rose-colored glasses because I do think they've made a, they've made PR blunders. Um, and it does look a little cheesy. Dot, dot, dot. I wonder how big are the cancellations? Well, right now, if we found a room, yeah, would you book it right now? I almost cussed. Yeah, I would book it. For we s- could find a room. For six grand for the weekend, you would book, you would do that? I would have to hooker myself for a couple of days, but sure. Okay. I'd be willing to do that. Yeah, so the other headline with that, with the Star Cruiser, is they're not allowing 
uh, this or is all you could hooker yourself. I one. think this is a rumor, or I mean, it might be confirmed. We just don't know how widespread this is. Okay. No photos inside the hotel. That's stupid. You want, I mean, I get you want surprise, but you also want, I mean, that's the good, that's the word of mouth marketing. Thank you. Yeah. And Collins and marketing. So you, you know what you speak of. So, and like I said, I, they haven't confirmed like where maybe there's some places you can take photos and some you can't, I'm sure like in your room. Sure. But they probably don't want you like going up to the bridge and posting, which I still think is dumb, but yeah. Cause you want good word of mouth. You yeah. Want, oh my God. You know, you want him, especially now you got to combat the bad word of mouth because you can't, like Disney unlike other hotels, you're not going to just be able to walk in and look around and see this. Like, you know, they're doing like a cruise. You have a specific check-in and check out and you're there for two days and blow. And it's very controlled. So the only way that you're going to be able to market this is I think through word of mouth and social media, people mm-hmm. taking and posting pictures. Let's go to Disneyland for the last two headlines before we get to our uh, review topic today. First, this is fun. Mickey Minnie Runaway Railway Railway News at Disneyland. What's going on? They are changing it up a little bit. So there's an additional building, show building for this one. So oh, cool. you're going to get some more scenes than you'll have at Hollywood Studios and Disney World. I got to say, people, again, the naysayers have... Uh, busted on this ride saying it's you know and and i get it i don't love like universal relies too heavy on screen rides you know uh, rides that are just screen dependent i get it i i I agree with the universal criticism um especially fast and furious which is gonna say the worst ride modern day ride ever created at any theme park but i find mickey and minnie's to be quite charming Uh, is it my favorite no but i I find it quite delightful. It's charming. That's it's very. Right yeah. And I find something, this is such a cliche, but every time we're on it, I find something new to look at. I, I notice a new thing. Oh, yeah. There's so much to stare at and look at and so, so much this to is see. good. Yeah. And it's going to Toontown at Disneyland, yeah. which makes perfect sense. Makes perfect and, sense. Yeah. We have one more headline for um, land. One more for land. Yep. Disneyland Forever fireworks are coming back in 2022. Oh, good. Spring? Yes. Okay. So... Is that it? Do we have any more headlines? One more. um, Back at Disney World, tours are back. Well, that leads in perfectly. So um, not all of them, but Animal Kingdom, like there's the, um, I can't think of what it's called, something like sleep or something with giants. It's the, you get to go back and see the elephants. You get to do like the Wild Africa Trek, the Keys to the Kingdom at Magic Kingdom. Which we've done. Yep. So Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom tours are back. And um, I think that's spring as well. That's such a money maker for them. It's a huge, huge money maker. We Colin and I have done the Keys to the Kingdom tour, and I think we maybe covered it in season one of our podcast. Couldn't recommend it more. Probably one of my favorite trips of ours. Yeah, if was, you're a, if you're a Disney fan, this is the one you're going to want to do. Um, it's just at Magic Kingdom, but it's kind of like the history of the park and Walt and how he did it. Um, behind the scenes tips and and little fun facts and stories. Yeah. And this is the one that everyone talks about where you get to go in the Utilidors underneath Magic Kingdom. Yeah, to see the city underneath. And this is where I also fell in love with Mary Elizabeth. Who you've never found since. No. She has a little scar on her lip. Above her wasn't it above her lip? Why are you saying lip? I don't so know. weird. I love her, and I haven't. Every time we're there, Colin goes, "Are you looking for?" Her? Of course, I'm looking for. Her. She was so so charming. I had a little gay boy crush on her, but I've never been able to find her since. Mary Elizabeth, if you're out there, 
please DM us because you're really great. I and I've asked Eric, our who we're getting ready to talk about in the VIP tours. He doesn't even know who she is. She just seemed very popular in the Disney world, but I don't know. Mary Elizabeth, I loves you. Um, okay, so there are the headlines. Now, we have a, a little single topic that uh, we thought was perfect for our season finale because it's fun. And after, I feel like a, an investigator on 48 Hours, after almost a year of research, we're ready <laughs> We're ready to tell you our findings. So we did the VIP tour experience. So um, you'll see the people walking around and you're, if you're a novice and you're not sure, you're like, how come they have someone with them? What's that about? How come they get to go in here? How do you do that? It's a VIP tour. So you call, you book one of these, and you walk around with a cast member in Disneyland. They call them the plaids. And it's the people with the white shirts with the like red plaid shoulders. Gold pen. Yep. Gold delightful pen. blue skirt or pants. Yep. And so- they uh, walk you around. You literally get to do whatever you want, basically. I shouldn't say literally. And but there are limits. There are limits, but almost anything you want to do, you can do. So if you want to ride Tower of Terror four times in a row, they just keep walking you right back on through the lightning lane. Yeah. So here's we'll kind of go through not step by step, but we've now done this three different versions. We've done this three different times. Once we did it with Colin's entire family. Not a lot of Disney fans. No. Just to give you like the different variations that we did. Not a lot of Disney fans and every age group imaginable. Yeah, from I think we were probably 15, 14 at the time up to 70. 70. Um, no little kids, no littles on this. No. Then we did it just by ourselves. Just the two of us. Just the two of us. Sing the song. Just the two of us. We want people to listen, so I know. please don't sing. Um, and then uh, as and then in October, I'm looking at the picture now. We did an amazing trip with a selected amount of with a selected group of friends. Um, from foodies to ride lovers to Star Wars lovers to non-ride lovers, we had a great mix of people, and we did that in October. Um, so we've we've done it three different times. And bottom line, what happens is you you book it, and right away I know what you want to know. How much is it? Um, I will tell you that on average, and it depends on the time of year. It depends on um, uh, and we so we did it in March, July, and October, and they say the price changes. You know, depending on the time of year and blah blah. I have never seen it go down. I don't think we've ever paid less. Like because I think they say it starts at three fifty an hour. Yes. I've never seen it at three fifty an hour. Yeah, no girl does not. Yeah, believe me, I, I have the credit card receipts to prove it. Anyway, um, and we've always maxed it out, which means you have to book them for a minimum of, I believe, seven hours, six or seven hours, a minimum. We took them. You you can add on additional hours, uh, and we maxed it out. Um, so we had him start at 9 a.m. You can pick whatever time you want him to start. You can start later, which we might do next time. Yeah, we've learned that lesson. We've learned the lesson. But we had him uh, start at 9, and then we kept him till 7, I believe. And around, you know, I'll give you an average. That will run you about $6,000, give or take, a little bit or a lot. But that's around average. Anyway, um, you book it through VIP services. You pick your day. 
you all, everyone, you can have up to 10 folks. Everyone in your party um, has to buy a park ticket, a park hopper ticket. That's another question people think. Park hopper if you're hopping parks. If you're hopping parks. Yep. But if you want to spend all hours in Magic Kingdom, great. Yeah, because we saw last time we saw Eric, he had... That's our guy, our favorite guy. Yep. Three couples that didn't know each other. They found each other like on social media, decided to split a VIP tour because they all had little kids, and they stayed at Magic Kingdom all day. So they didn't have to buy a park hopper, and they were able to split it three ways. But we did it. We wanted to take advantage, so we wanted to go to all parks. Uh, so we every member of your party has to buy a park hopper, if you're going to do it this way, and because it's not included in the price of the tour, um, which some people right now you're listening to it going, Really? Yeah, I know. It's that's the one kind of like knife of like, oh, really? Anyway, um, and then they pick you up, and um, they take you around in a vehicle. Uh, you do not have to worry about parking, and at each park, they take you in in a back entrance, uh, which is really cool, especially at Magic Kingdom. You come in in a back entrance that guests don't usually get to see. Um, so that's actually part of the experience. You get to see. Uh, backstage in a way that most guests on earth will never get to see. You get to see employee areas. I think my, the, the the best example is Animal Kingdom. Mm-hmm. You get to see how big Animal Kingdom really is. You get to see where they grow all the nursery, where they grow all of the trees and flowers and plants used all throughout Walt Disney World. Um, you get to see the back of rides like Everest that you would never see. Um, and then you get you get in, and then the day is yours to craft. As Colin said, if your party wants to go on Tower of Terror three times in a row, you look at your guide and you say, we want to go back on. Now, Colin always corrects me rightfully when I was telling our party this. It's not instant. Like, you, you don't – there's not a special, special door for VIP tours. You just get access to the lightning lane lanes. So you may still have a minimum wait. Um, so it's not, you know, you don't get right back on, um, but it is way quicker, especially if you're going on a summer day when ride to, you know, wait times are one to two hours, girl, then, you know, you, you just get access to the lightning lane as many times. There are restrictions. You can only do right. And, and this can change at any moment, but right now I think the rule is you can only do rise of the resistance once. Yeah. And that wasn't included originally. Now and, it is. Now it is. Yeah. And that could change again by the time you're listening to this. So make sure the ride that you want, ask questions. Um, and, and then, you know, they will get water for you at a magic kingdom. Eric gave us all, you know, uh, ice cream bars, ice cream bars, and they'll give you fun facts throughout the day. Um, really the day is yours to craft. Um, if you want to stay in magic kingdom for half the day, you can stay in magic kingdom. If you want to do just a few rides in magic kingdom and then head off to Epcot, you can do that. Um, what else am I missing that you you wanted to add as far as the mechanics of it? Anything? I don't think so. You covered most of it. Um, just a couple of things that we've learned. Obviously, one, you cannot take any photos in backstage areas. Yeah. So make sure that you're being respectful and responsible about that. Um, but as we've learned, you know, we've always started right at the beginning of the day when the park opens at 9 a.m. I don't know if we'll do that again, only because no. the parks, when you get there, as we've talked about at Rope Drop, you can ride a couple rides on your own. And so, like for this, for instance, this last time we started Animal Kingdom and we did a safari right away Mm -hmm. because it takes 30 minutes and we don't want to be paying for a VIP tour guide on a 30 minute ride that we could just knock out ourselves. Because again, 
What did we say at the beginning of the broadcast? Time is money. That's right. Time is money, girl. So yeah, if you wanted to get there, do Pandora, you know, on your own, and then go do a safari on your own, you could knock out a whole park. You could do Animal Kingdom from nine to noon and then have your tour guide start at noon. Yeah. And pick you up at Animal Kingdom and take you to whatever whatever park you want to go to next. And you could have them from twelve to ten. I will say, so bottom lining it, now we'll just tell you if we both think it's worth it. Uh, before we give our opinion, I purposely mentioned the makeup of the October group that went with us because one of the people there is our good friend Jen, who's A, not a Disney fan, not a ride fan, and um, doesn't like this sort of thing. She was blown away by the experience. So much so that when she tells, I've caught her telling folks about how much fun she had. And, and it means a lot to us because she's not a ride girl. She's not a Disney girl. Um, and she said, if she ever goes back, she will only do Disney like this. Mm-hmm. We had several people in the group say that, Yeah, that this is how you do it. And the nice thing is, you know, if you've got multiple adults going or multiple groups, you can split that you up and split that up. And so, the price. you know, if it's grandma and grandpa and then their kids, you know, let's say two kids and then their kids, and it's the 10 of you, and you can split that between grandma and grandpa and then the two children, splitting it three ways for your entire family to go. That's not, you know, two grand. It's still a lot. But if you can have the ultimate VIP tour day. Without having to wait in long lines so your kids aren't screaming if, you, if you're taking little ones, you know, again, time is money. And it takes away, this is how I always think of it. It takes away a lot of the stress that usually comes with a Disney trip, you know? Mm-hmm. So if you can do it, great. And we understand that uh, most people can't do it, don't want to do it, don't have the budget to do it. Um, this isn't a braggadocious thing. We're just letting you know that we've done it so that you can make a decision based on our experiences. Um, so bottom line, I think it's worth it, especially like Colin said, if you have some rich, um, um, you know, that rich aunt that's coming with you, Aunt Car- Carol. Make Aunt Carol buy half of it. Um, <laughs> but no, it's. I find it way worth it. I find it valuable. I find it to be a great way to do Disney, especially if you have a large family and you are able to split it. Personally, I do not think you'll regret it. No. And when At you all. Get, yep. And when you get someone like Eric, he's the best. So Yeah, that's probably a great way to end uh, this review. Um, and I hope some Disney exec is listening to this. Uh, we are lucky enough all three times to have uh, Eric. Uh, should I say his last name? No. Eric B. Eric B. Um, Eric B. He's been there for a while. Um, he's just the best. And and like other stories you've heard, we're now lucky enough to call him a friend. We've gotten a great friendship from him um, out of this experience. He, But he's just the best tour guide. He made... Every one of the folks that came with us during these three adventures feels so welcome. And so he turned a lot of them into Disneyland, a Disney World lovers. And that's hard to do. And he wasn't corny about it. You know, sometimes these tour guides can drive you a little nuts because they're like, okay, what's Tinkerbell's shoe size? And you're like, okay, okay, yeah, we're done. But no, he was fantastic and the sweetest guy ever. So Eric B., you know, cast member shout out is just the best in VIP services. So if you can request them, do it and uh, tell them the two fairy godfathers sent you. And you can book tours, what, 60 days out? 60 days out. So 
set a reminder because a lot of times they're limited. They they say there's only this many tours available, and when they're gone, they're gone. They're gone, they're gone. And when this is over, this is over. And now we're over. We're over. Thanks for a great season three, friends. That's right. Thank you for uh, waiting during the pandemic for us to come back. We've had so much fun this season. We hope you did too. We're only going to be off for like a month, and we have some great things planned for season four of Two Fairy Godfathers. In the meantime, don't forget to follow us on social media. Yeah, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Two Fairy Godfathers. We're going to be down at Disney World over New Year's Eve, so make sure you follow along. That's right. If you're there, come say hi. Have a great, great January, and we'll see you in February. For season four. Thanks, friends. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.